Welcome to Meet the Creators, a podcast dedicated to the art of business and the business of art. Meet the creative minds behind marketing campaigns, commercials, business, and art. Tune in to better understand the value of creative minds in marketing and business as we build the bridge between business and creative artists. Welcome back to another session of Meet the Creators. Here we are in Oakland, California with Underdog Film Labs. I'm here with Jesse and Brian, two out of the four founders of the team that started this business. Jesse, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, my name's Jesse Hitchens. I do all the scanning and printing here as well as a good chunk of the customer service. Good chunk. My name is Brian Brooks. I am. Uh, I mean, maybe the marketing IT-ish guy yeah. for Underdog. That's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people say film is dead. So my first question to you guys is, why start a film lab? This project came out of a couple of labs closing. Um, so myself and our other business partner, Dirk, were the uh, manager and film processor and scanner printer, respectively, of a lab called Lightwaves um, that had been in San Francisco since the mid eighties and was just chugging along. The owner was like approaching retirement and was kind of checked out like good guy. It was a great lab, great quality, but he hadn't really been investing in marketing outreach to new young photographers. And by the time that he was talking about closing the place, we were getting busier and busier without mm. even trying. So when the opportunity came up, it was mostly just something like we talked to each other. We both really liked our job and didn't want to lose it and saw a future in it just based on how many people were coming in. So we approached him about buying the equipment and then ended up talking to Matt at Glasskey, who brought Brian in. Uh, and yeah, all of us were just like <laughs> yeah. excited about the work, like yeah. enjoyed doing it and wanted to find a way to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think, that's, I think that was it. I mean, again, there's a really, you know, really good Bay Area film community. Mm -hmm. We got, we're rich, not only historically, but also moving forward. There's a lot of young photographers and a lot of older photographers coming back to film. So it just seemed, wow, this was, started, what, four years ago, five years yeah, ago? Yeah, I mean, we started, <laughs> Lightwaves closed at the beginning of 2017. So it was mid 2016 that we started talking about it and got the ball rolling and there were like, a lot of iterations of what it was gonna be, different people we were gonna partner with. And it was all, I mean, we were all like working people. Yeah. Like none of us came for money. None of us were like higher ups in any capacity. I was making $17 an hour. Like we scrapped this together with not much. Uh, and it took us a few years to like find a landlord that would rent to us. Um, yeah. Cause especially we were south of market at the time, like height of tech taking over industrial spaces. So every landlord that we approached with like, we're doing a wet chemical process mm. that's gonna smell and it's gonna like, we're gonna need floor drains and a lot of power. All of them were like, someone who just wants to put a desk of computers in here is gonna pay us three <laughs> times more than what you guys have. And you guys so you have like, no, no references and nothing in the bank. Like, um, but Oakland ended up being a really great home for us. And right. I think a better fit in the long run. Um, we love this space it fits us uh yeah it's uh yeah it, it's it fits the underdog kind of <laughs> funkiness yeah <laughs> yeah in the west oakland is yeah it's good it's a, it's a great spot but yeah it's it many years in the making because um, i came on board 
later in the process, when you, when, uh, you Dirk, and Matt were already well into planning. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I, you mentioned that you were uh, both working people. I want to take a step back a little bit because starting a business is hard, right? So where did that fire come from for you to want to start your own business? What, where, did, where does that drive come from or even being interested in something like that? Honestly, a lot of it for me, my end of it was like falling backwards into the business side of it. it. The real motivation was just like, I have this job. I like what I'm doing. Like, I like the work. I like the people that I'm working with. I don't really know like what else I want to do. There are a couple other photo labs in the city that like I could have gone that would have been a total lateral move. And then it's like, now I'm working for some other guy. I have a relationship with the people here. I can kind of like do my own thing. So it really started as a way of like, I have the opportunity to just keep doing what I've been doing right. without having a boss. There's a lot of stuff nope. that like came crashing down afterwards. It's just like, oh, now I have to think about this. Like, oh, now everything's my problem. Like, oh, man, like there's a lot of stuff that like none of us have business degrees. There's a lot of like flash in the pan, like figuring stuff out by the right. seat of our pants. And uh, yeah, and I think, yeah, it is. I mean, and again, that's that's what Undog's about, right? Yeah, that's what it's about. It's like yeah. we're going to make it happen. We're all we're all like of the age where it's old school. DIY. It's like you what you want it, you gotta make it and make it happen. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think Brian and I more than the other two, but all of us kind of came out of like punk scene DIY ethos of just like, no one's gonna do this for you if you want to do things on your own terms. Like you gotta just find a way to make it happen. And right. yeah, all of us are like art school kids. Like we'd have no <laughs> businesses of uh, <laughs> yeah, the no last MBAs. consideration <laughs> on most of the decisions about this place, but somehow it's managed to work yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i love that you know just trying to make a living off of who you want to be and what you want to do for the rest of your life and it's hard but um it's fulfilling is it fulfilling oh for sure yeah. it's exhausting yeah it's i was fulfilling. gonna say yeah i mean it's saturday we're, we're here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it brings me to my next question you know you guys were talking about your the punk and the ethos of it what is the philosophy of underdog films i i'll say i'll yeah. take a stab yeah. at it but again i think we, we're kind of alluding to it i think underdog is really it's worry about the people you know it's something that i mean it's in the name because we're all we're underdogs this this project was an underdog kind of project to begin with i mean i think it's a it's a, it's a shared love for film and for creating and bringing people into this space to um you know, to accomplish their, their goals, our goals to support them and they're, give us money, we'll help you. <laughs> give us your art, we'll help you. No, I love that. I was reading on the website, you know, this is a place where it's not intimidating to walk into. If I'm shooting film for the first time where I have no idea what I'm doing, there's a very welcoming vibe here. So I think that's, you know, I think that's awesome. That's, um, yeah, that's the goal. I mean, it's, it's not, it's of no benefit to anyone for people to come in here and not want to be here. Right. Um, so if you're new to it, like the only way that you're going to get excited to keep shooting more is if like the experience from beginning to end is like fun and welcoming and inviting. So like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing is not going to keep shooting film if they're greeted with like some pretentious dickhead at the counter <laughs> who makes them feel small and stupid and insignificant. So like that's bad for business and it's just like a bad vibe so yeah, that's yeah, yeah not really, what we're trying to do yeah, yeah and it's like it's like I, I always think when you say it's warm and inviting it's like going into like any of like going to a skate shop you know mm -hmm. if you go to a skate shop and, and everyone's gonna vibe you 
and, and you're a little kid and you, you want to learn how to skate or you want to do something and if you get vibed out of it that's no fun you no know? yeah so. it's definitely no fun it can be challenging you know yeah. um talking about that what would you guys say is or are the biggest challenges that you've faced so far in the four years that underdog has been in the business i mean <laughs> there's a lot there's logistics of like we're dealing with old equipment. We're dealing with industries that are constantly in flux. I, we opened this place three months before the pandemic hit. Yep. Um, so we were just getting off the ground and then had to completely restructure how we were doing everything. We were only completely down for two weeks, but like we managed to like, because we were so new and small, we like were able to flip everything around. But yeah, trying dealing with like Kodak stopped making paper. Now we have yep. to like, completely recalibrate all the machines to take Fuji and like Fuji's back ordered for three months and the machine broke and there's no parts available. And like the industry is growing and people are super excited, but the major like makers of all of the stuff have not caught up to demand at this point. So we're up against like monolith industries that are not producing at the level that like we, there were a couple months that we just didn't have film to sell. Yeah. Um, and like had people coming in clamoring for it and like, we can't process it if they can't buy it. To <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That, and that, yeah, the challenges that you, you were talking about on the supply side, yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely they're there. I think they're there industry-wide. Um, we're a smaller operation. Some of the bigger labs obviously get, are getting bigger, uh, uh, you know, more orders or more, have that push to get more orders because they're processing more film than us. But, um, I think the, for me, some of the biggest challenges is kind of not necessarily getting the word out, but being able to get the word out and kind of scale because we're kind of at, we're at the top right now. Yeah. I mean, it, we, it, as in uh, capacity and employees, I mean, we have a few employees that are working and we're, we're working. So I think that our, our jump to even more like doubling the output would be a, a, a big challenge for us. Definitely going forward. That is, you know, that's always hard scaling and keeping mm -hmm. up with operations and even dealing with supply and demand. That's a lot to navigate. Um, what did it take from your team to navigate that? How are you, how are you all getting through that? There was, I mean, on the, <laughs> like the, t there was a lot of long hours. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of just like, we don't have the staff to get everything out and a lot of orders came in. Like we've just got to be here for 13 hours that day to get it done. And right. like might be here for 13 hours the next day playing catch up. Like that's just kind of non-negotiable as owners. It's just like, if there's a lot of work to do, we got to do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as like supply chain stuff a lot of it was just i mean matt is an amazing resource because he's been running glass key for so many years he just he knows reps at kodak and fuji and can like worm his way into deal like he knows the people to talk to and how to ask for things that uh we've managed to get stock on stuff that like seems like it's not out there and matt will find a way to like get his little paws on it um, yeah, and that's a good point because there, there, there are two other people who play a you know a pivotal role because we're kind of like Voltron minus one, but we are <laughs> we everyone plays a very major role in this in, in this org because it's yeah yeah Matt on the film side and his knowledge and his mechanical know how and Dirk Dirk who is processing the film and, and his knowledge in the dark room and, and on the mechanical side as well and 
Jesse obviously holding it down in the front and and all the scans and prints. And then I'm just out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, not not quite Voltron, but Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take, I'll take, I, 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 I like the robot lines though. But yeah, yeah. I'll take Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of want to rephrase my last question. Um, as owners, what kind of mindset do you need to be able to overcome whatever the world is throwing at you and overcome those challenges? A positive attitude. I mean, very, I mean, I'm, I, I think Jesse and I are very optimistic folks, but very pessimistic at the same time. <laughs> Pragmatic. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a better yeah. word, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I think I think a very healthy outlook and, and, and willing to, to support and and uh, service the customers we have. Yeah. I think that's that's the goal, right? We're not here to make money. We're here to keep the lights on, but it's ultimately to support all the, the, the great customers we have. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and a lot of that is knowing like you can have a shit day and like not want to come back in here the next day and you just have to and like it'll all kind of come out in the wash, but part, yeah, part of it is just like this is our baby, like I don't, you know, we quitting is not an option mm-hmm. uh without letting down our customers, like our other partners. So it's a lot of it is like at the bad times just sucking it up and knowing that it's for something bigger than yourself and on the good days, it's just like, I made this, like, I'm gonna be here and enjoy, like, we built this thing out of nothing, so. Right. Yeah, I think that's the mindset. I fucking love that. <laughs> I fucking love that, because, you know, as a fellow business owner, you get hit in the face, you get knocked down to the ground, you don't wanna get up right. sometimes. Right. But being optimistic and knowing that you're doing it for something bigger than yourself, and that's what keeps you guys going, oh, yeah. you know, that's, that's beautiful. Um, any advice for other young entrepreneurs out there looking to start a business and more specifically revolving around art whether they're trying they're trying to brand themselves or just start a new service what advice would you give them if they're just starting out i mean a lot of it is like just knowing that there are it's going to change your relationship with your art in a way that you have to make um and you have to figure out like yeah, I mean, there are days like I spend 12 hours scanning other people's photos. The last thing I want to do is edit my own or like go out with my own camera. I've seen every photo, like every <laughs> angle of the street a thousand times over. But like, so it yeah. has like kind of changed my relationship with photography, but also in a way of just like, I've seen this shot a thousand times. Like, how am I going to make it better? You know, so like knowing that your your relationship with the work that you make is going to change because as soon as you tie money into it and it's as soon as it's something you have to do, to make a living not something that you just like want to do out of passion or whatever it will like it will change but it's just about like adjusting that relationship in a positive way and like finding a way to keep going with it and like finding how it works for you yeah yeah i'd say yeah and i'd add on to that um find your crew i don't know whatever your whatever your endeavor is find your crew find your support and lean on them when you knew and find those people that you can lean on and knowing that they're going to get some return at the end so yeah, yeah community I mean, is yeah. super important yeah. and yeah that's what like the film community in the bay area like we're super lucky to have a lot like a huge network of people that i mean we're sending people to like the people that do stuff that we don't do and vice versa yeah. constantly and yeah it's it's a lot of it is just like you find one or two people that like you they send 10 other people your way like having that network and just being like a good friendly presence is going to get you so far in like just building those networks and like wanting people like wanting to be in your space and wanting to be around you, wanting to work with you, like being excited to work with you is like, 
a really good way to just like keep building on what you're doing on your own. Just knowing you're not alone and being a part of a community can, you know, can take you further than if you were trying to do something alone. It'll get you through the hard days. Oh, yeah. for sure. You know, it'll um, make the great days even better. Right. But let's talk about some fun stuff. <laughs> let's talk about photography. You know, um, what is it specifically about film photography that you both enjoy so much? Well, I started in film photography, so that's number one. So my first job was at a, a one-hour lab in, when I was in high school. So I've always smelt it on my hands. So it's like the, the, the chemistry is, you, know, you walk into a lab, you smell that smell, you're like, ah, this is, this is, this is, a, this is a good spot. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I shoot both. I'm trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to be so hard-edged about photography and is it film, is it digital, is it that, or is it this? Lately, I'm, I'm working through this process myself, but I, I'm primarily a film shooter, and it, it, there's more magic in the process and in the image capture, uh, development, and printing than there is just shooting digital, me personally. Mm. So. How about you, Jesse? And yeah, I mean, kind of the same. Like, we're both at an age where I started shooting film because that's what there was. Like, I never made the choice to be a film photographer. I made the choice to be a photographer, and film was what it was at the time. Uh, so, yeah, I also, like, dark rooms in high school. One of my first jobs was a one-hour lab. I loved it. And a lot of it, too, was just, like, learning how to use those cameras. Those were the cameras that I felt comfortable with like the thing that I always the way I describe it to people is like walking around with a tool in your hands versus walking around with a computer in your hands and I've always felt more comfortable with like a thing that'll crack the floor if I drop it versus it cracking uh <laughs> so yeah I, I basically I never made the choice to be a film photographer I just yeah. never made the choice to be a digital photographer I just like never switched over I was kind of stuck in my ways yeah. and lucked into jobs where it was affordable enough to keep going with it um, yeah, you're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you mentioned that there was something magical about shooting film. Do you think it's the process of it and how it's, you got to wait a little bit to see it? Do you think it's, what is your approach to the way you shoot and um, how is there magic in that? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's not that instant. Well, we can't, you can't, I do shoot instant as well. It is a chemical process. I mean, it, it's not, it, it's not ones and zeros. I mean, it's, it's, it's light and it's, chemistry and they come together and it's like it's it's magic i don't know if it's, it's just magic uh and and be able to control especially um it, control light um control the setting control surround your surrounding i think it's kind of like a challenge it's like it's like doing a trick you know it's like it's like hole in one it's it's like it's 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 good when it, it's good when it works and it never really always works so it's always extra magical when it does. It really is. When everything just comes together like that, it's it's amazing. Um, Jesse, I know you're a photographer as well, right? We've been talking about that, and you said you met you mostly shoot street stuff. What is your process like when you're shooting? I wish I had more of a. I should probably have more of a clear cut concept. I went to art school, and that was the the joke of like you don't necessarily learn how to take photos; you learn how to talk about it. But I've been out of school for a while, so I'm bad at talking about it now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's generally a thing that I just like always have a couple cameras in my bag, and something catches my eye, and I couldn't 
necessarily tell you what or why about it. It's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it is part of the thing with like the, the magic of photography. Something just grabs you in a moment and, but yeah, I mean, that's always been my thing. I like, I started taking photos just as an excuse to get out of the house when I was a teenager, like just driving around. And if you're wandering around in a field as a 16 year old, you look like way less of a creep if you're like, no, 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 I'm taking photos. Just like, <laughs> uh, what I got from that is take your camera everywhere. And when something yeah. grabs you and you're inspired, just yeah, go for it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. And Brian, when we first spoke, you mentioned your style of shooting was uh, nude Polaroids. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a yeah. So I, I in my my recent uh, for the past many years now, I've been more in into uh, portraiture, nude, classic portraiture on on Polaroid instant mm -hmm. film. So I, I shoot a lot of Polaroid, Instax, um, anything and everything instant uh, for the well for a while now. But yeah. So what is your process like? Do you do the casting? Do you hire models? How is it like a, working with them? A, a little bit of both. So, um, so I do I do hire models, and I do when I'm looking for very specific projects. Yeah, I'll go and actually look at least look at the folks I know, or look at the, you know the models I would like to work with. Or I think that would fit for a particular look or a particular shoot. Nine times out of ten, it's other artists or friends of mine who I'm shooting. It's like more they're more friends that I, I shoot than than actually hired models. Some on the other side, most of those people are models, so it's good that way. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I take the more of a kind of a classic, classic portraiture kind of approach. That's awesome. That just circles back to community, right? Just using, taking advantage of the community you have around you and being able to work with them and collaborate with other artists. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we've talked about what it's like being a business owner. We've talked about the philosophy behind your style of photography, both of you. Um, can you draw any comparisons with the process of photography and the process of becoming a business owner? Are there any parallels there in terms of mindset, philosophy, or? There, there are. I mean, there, there are, I mean, there's a lot of different kind of shooters too. I, I say, I think, and I, I mean, there's a lot, of, well, a lot of different personalities. A lot of people, a lot of people approach photography in a different way. I mean, film photography or digital photography. Um, and I can see some of those parallels if people are very precise <laughs> and have a vision. Like, I, I'm thinking about me, I'm more of a serendipitous. I, I can lean more serendipitous on, on ways, which um, doesn't, doesn't necessarily lead you to being a great business person. So, <laughs> guessing that things are going to happen and work out. So, I think there are parallels, but... Um, I think on the scientific side of the photography where like, oh, you, you know, your shutter speed, your f-stop, your, your, when it's like, oh, to get a good shot, th this needs to fall in place. I think that is more on the business side and, and the framing and the subject matter and the mood is more on the art side. And at least in this business, it's both. Yeah. Like, that's why we're talking. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what we do too is like not our photography and our art isn't necessarily the business where like in comparison to say like commercial photographer who's selling their photos, like what we do kind of the background work, which I've always appreciated being able to separate like the work that I'm making. Like I'm not selling my photos as a business. I'm selling my knowledge in like how to get that stuff and how to like get other people to the point where they can make their photos and sell them and do that on a business side. So we have a, we're in kind of a sweet spot where we yeah. can like utilize our photography knowledge, like in a business way, but also just like our art is a completely separate thing for all of us. Like mm -hmm. we all 
know the nuts and bolts of like getting it processed and like getting a final product out, but like that final product isn't our work. What advice would you give young photographers just starting out? Always bring your camera. I'll I'll start with that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many paths that you can take as a photographer. So a lot of it is just kind of figuring out where you fit and where you want to go with it. I think that that's a thing of, um, piggybacking off of like, I always felt more comfortable working in photography in the processing backend side. Cause I never felt super, I've never been good at selling my work and networking and all of the stuff that goes into like, if you're making the choice to be a commercial photographer or a fine art photographer, all of that, you can be the best photographer in the world, but like, you got to know how to network. You got to know the right people. You got to do all of that stuff. So like, you have to kind of figure out where your strengths are. And if you're just coming up in this, it's such a huge scene, like knowing what corner, what path you kind of want to make your way into, like know what you're good at, what you like doing, what you don't like doing and find, find a way to utilize those things like to your advantage. Yeah. 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 And, and be true to yourself too. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of copycats out there who want, who wants another, who wants another same picture yeah. down that street. Yeah, because yeah, if you're like trying to go the gallery route and you go to a show and everything looks the same and then you try to do that again, like no one's gonna buy it because it's already yeah. up on that wall. It's already been done. Like, do your thing. People might not appreciate it for a while, but like, trends come and go, and good work will stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah, like as long as you enjoy it, right? I know a lot of young photographers and some of them don't even trust their own eye. If you think uh, it's good, exactly. don't ask me, just yeah, take yeah. the picture. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta yeah. trust yourself. Yep. One of the my favorite things about my particular job here, and it's like equal parts frustrating and hilarious, is like I see all 36 frames everyone's shooting. Like if you finish a roll, I'm scanning it front to back. So I know like if I see your stuff on Instagram, like I know which one you thought was the best one. And there are a lot of times that I'm just like, really, that one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just like knowing, trusting your eye, having like, again, going back to community, having other people look at it, like that second or third eye to be like, that one looks like it's gonna get the most likes on Instagram, man. But like that one is the one uh, that like people might not pay attention to, but like, that's a good shot. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's all about just like trusting yourself and being true to yourself and like trusting the people around you. Yeah. I'm kind of self-conscious now. Have you seen my 36 <laughs> frames before? I get my film developed here. Yeah, it's, it's all over me. <laughs> favorite, uh, favorite film stocks? I'm a classic. I know everyone thinks yeah. it's like cliche these days, but I'm a classic Porker 400 shooter. I kind of gave up on uh, Tri-X a long time ago and I kind of kind of went down on Kodak. So Ilford HP5 is my number one film. Gotcha. So my question to both of you is why those stocks? What about it? I like it because it's grainy and it's not Kodak. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but that was then. I I, I hold on to my hate sometimes. So uh, when (laughs) back in the day when when yeah Kodak was just not in the was not in a good spot. Ilford's always been there. They've always been producing (laughs) good black and white film. So that's why I have a heart that hates. So yeah. And portrait. Um, mostly there's a lot of like really cool experimental stuff around these days and I love playing with it as much as the next guy and expired film and all of that stuff. But portrait is like, you put it in your camera, you know, you're going to get what you're going to get. And like, if that shot looks great, it's cause like you got a great shot. It's not cause the film like pre light leaked film did something miraculous on that frame or whatever. It's, I know it's like the boring tried and true predictable. Like I know what I'm going to get so I can go out and like position myself to get what I want to get with it and it's going to deliver. 
you know it works. I know it works. And it's, yeah, it's tried and true. Like I, I know how all of my different cameras react to it. I know how it's going to scan. I know how it's going to print and like, yeah. You know, we've talked about photography a lot, the process, um, the different styles, your favorite stock. Um, would you consider business a form of art? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, if you look at it, I mean, I'm not a business, I wouldn't consider myself a business person, but there are a lot of people out there that, you know, that's what, that's what their jam is. They like starting companies, running companies, uh, buying into companies, I, that's cool. Um, and there is an art to, or there is at least a process. So yes, there is an art to uh, negotiating. There's an art to management. There's a, there's a, a lot of different facets that would um, lend it to be considered art. I would say yeah. So I'd say yeah. How about you, Jesse? Anything to add? I don't. I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's a, there's a way that you can approach business with a very like rigid like there's a right and a wrong and uh lines go up lines go down all that stuff we haven't approached business that way so i don't like the way that we've done it it's kind of is an art form of just like <laughs> staying alive creative yeah it's all just like creative problem solving like yep. this happened what are we going to do about it uh the yeah there is a, a fair amount of creativity to it whether i would call that art or not you know art is a subjective term but uh yeah the, the way that we've approached it i would say the fact that we all have backgrounds in creative endeavors has definitely helped us yeah because yeah. yeah if we had gone by the book i don't know that we would still be uh, here well, yeah we would yeah i don't think it would be I don't think it would have been as successful as if we did go by, if we opened up a how to start a business book. Yeah. yeah. It would have probably failed. Yeah. <laughs> how do you think being creatives yourselves helped you be a business owner and leaders within your own company? I mean, I think it is just that thing of like being able to kind of whirl around when something hits you and like you're not you know you're like not going to a book you're not going to a reference guide you're not like googling the answer it's just like all right like we gotta figure this out and yeah. having those wheels greased from years of creative endeavors is just like uh you kind of have those moves already to just be like all right we gotta just like figure it out and trust ourselves to get it going and it, it may not be the right way to do it and if we asked a business advisor they would tell us we were insane but like right. let's go yeah. with it yeah so i think i i, I think i catching some meaning in your question and, and yeah again what jesse's saying is because we we are creative i think the whole team has been creative and part of creativity is failing uh that's a, a big part or going halfway down the road and and going up oh, this is not where i want it to be so tossing that idea out and starting fresh so but i think we've all been able to identify those problems when they come slowly at us or when they come fast at us and uh, and we have all had that experience of failing so yeah so you've been in business for four years what's next for underdog what is what does the future look like uh, we're hoping um to i mean we just a couple weeks ago opened this part of the space up we've been kind of barricaded off uh and not encouraging people to gather in here since covid um so we're hoping to have more events more like photo walks group meetups art shows that kind of thing more community engagement type stuff as well as just getting ourselves ready to like scale up to take on more work whether that's bringing in new team members or 
getting people trained on other things that they're not currently doing. Um, but yeah, just kind of setting ourselves up to grow more with the community, host to the community more. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Those are some of the big plans. Yes, that space is, hasn't been open since we opened. <laughs> so we, we've had a couple events uh, here, whether it's been um, Polaroid um, workshop, hosted some just kind of meetups here. We don't really, people don't really come and hang out here. They come and get the film because that's what they've been trained to. But just kind of, again, open up the space so people can just chill and, and then talk about photography. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe even host some art shows here, some small ones, some events. Yeah, maybe? small ones. That, that was a, that's a, that was an idea. It's been on the books for a while. Our, our wall <laughs> space is is uh, we have some wall space, but yeah, we, we're we're thinking about that as well, and uh, and just and just expanding, like Jesse said, expanding to be able to ramp up more, get more film in, more film in and out. So, is there anything else y'all would want to explore or talk about or let the world know? Come to Underdog. <laughs> <laughs> We won't snob you. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you about what you like and what you don't like. If you want uh, recommendations on film or how to shoot, we're always here. Jesse and Brian, thank you so much no, for your time you. and for your knowledge and sharing your experiences. This is Meet the Creators, and we are out of here. Oakland, California, Underdog Film Labs. Come get your film developed here. Come hang out. And we outie. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the Creators. I hope you found value in today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and please share with a friend.